0: Let's get to our summer snapshot of the morning with Nick Bryant, our Washington correspondent. At the end of a hell of a year for the United States, COVID's defined it. The US has the largest number of cases and deaths, well over 300,000 now. And of course, there was a presidential election with Joe Biden kind of unseating Donald Trump, although there's no sign of Trump being willing to go at all. What do we make of 2020 for the States and what will 2021 bring? The BBC's Nick Bryant has been watching it all for us and will continue to do so in the new year and he's with us. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. Let's start off with a review of 2020, which, uh, I mean, obviously you had the election, but even more than that, it was COVID.
1: Yeah, we thought 2020 was going to be the election year. That was going to be our big story and, of course, The year was hijacked, really, by this pandemic and America's response to it and America's mishandling of it in many ways, because the pandemic exposed so many of this country's long term ailments, the dysfunction in Washington, the rundown of its government, the decline of reason, the downgrading of science, the politicization of everything. Even the face mask here got politicized. It became a political emblem, whether you wore one or whether you didn't generally indicated whether you were going to support Joe Biden in the presidential election or Donald Trump in the presidential election. And, of course, the death toll here has just been awful. More than 300,000 Americans will not end 2020 because of COVID-19. It has brought cities like New York, which is where I'm speaking to you from, to a standstill. Um, It has now hit the rural states as well. Um, This has been a nationwide crisis the like of which America hasn't really seen for a hundred years.
0: And what has it said about the state of health provision in the United States, uh, which has been a political issue for such a long time? Yeah, it's really exposed
1: the problem of not having a universal healthcare system that is readily available for everybody. Um, we've seen great income and racial disparities being exposed by the coronavirus and one of the ways that that is presented is in people's access to health care and of course the problem got worse because as people lost their jobs people lost their private healthcare insurance one of the saddest words i heard reported during the coronavirus was an old guy led in a hospital bed um worrying about how his family was going to pay his medical bills and so it really has brought to the fore um you know, we had Obamacare passed under the Obama administration, but it didn't include coverage for everybody. There were still millions of Americans that didn't have access to public health care. And coronavirus has really shone a spotlight on that, yeah.
0: And the health system there, I mean, my experience of it uh, was uh, as a tourist, obviously, uh, but uh, a member of the family needed uh, a urine test, I think it was, and the bill was hundreds and hundreds of dollars nearly a thousand is a good thing we had insurance
1: if you don't have insurance the bills are absolutely crippling i had covid in the year tim so to my wife we had some blood tests the other week just to make sure that things were were okay to see if we had any of the kind of long haul effects and you know those blood tests were over three thousand dollars um just crazy you know thankfully we've got insurance that covers most of it but you know, that's the reality for so many people in this country. They can't afford access to healthcare. They can't afford the drugs that get prescribed to them. And it's been a big problem in the world's richest nation. You know, so many people are still uninsured. OK.
0: The other major story, as you said at the beginning, Nick, uh, you thought it would be the story of the year, the election, and it's not, it's not even really over yet.
1: Tim, I think it is over. I um, the Electoral College has obviously given Joe Biden the victory. All that needs to happen now is for it to be certified by Congress in the new year. And, and that will happen. It will be rubber stamped. If the Republicans tried to sort of overturn this election, they just haven't got the votes in the House of Representatives to do so. And, of course, we've seen over the past few days, Many of the senators, not least Mitch McConnell, the Senate uh, Senate leader for the Republicans, coming out and congratulating President-elect Biden. You know, these legal challenges that Donald Trump came up with, these allegations of massive fraud, they were just never backed up with any evidence. So they got thrown out and they got rejected. Um, So we have seen this victory for Joe Biden. It's certainly not a repudiation of Donald Trump. 80 million people voted for him, 47 percent of the population, um, 25 states Um, But we will see a new president sworn in on January the 20th, 2021.
0: 2021, Nick, Um, the big hope for 2021, the new president, will he fix it all? Look, I think those people who see Joe Biden as the
1: panacea for America's problems, the guy that can bring this country together, the, the guy that can redeem the soul of America, the guy that can heal America, I just don't see that happening, Tim, because this country is so deeply divided. And what the election showed us was that there are two Americas, really. Joe Biden is the figurehead for one of them. Donald Trump is the figurehead for uh, for the other. And these two Americas really have two very different realities. So it's hard to see how Joe Biden can bring this country together. Sure, we're going to get a very different presidency. It's going to be a presidency you can have on in the background. It's going to be soft jazz after the -the round-the-clock heavy metal of the Trump years. But is it going to fix America's problems? Is it going to reunite this country? I don't think so.
0: There have been uh, criticism that Joe Biden is not the man to stand up to China in the way that uh, Donald Trump has done during his term, and uh, that uh, Biden may not be, well, let's be uh, 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 slightly rude about it, uh, may not actually be fit enough for the job.
1: Look, I mean, I saw Joe Biden earlier in the year in Iowa and New Hampshire, and it was astonishing, really. I think all of us went out there, these first contests of the presidential primary season, and we were shocked to see how poor a front-runner he was. He really looked like a front-runner who's done his dash. Um, you know, political points didn't make any sense. Speeches became these kind of rambling soliloquies. Um, he did look past his prime. And, of course, coronavirus helped him because it meant he could have this cloak of invisibility. He could stay in his bunker in Delaware and not really campaign that much. And it was seeing him on the campaign trail that um, contributed to his big defeat in our, he came fourth in Iowa. he came fifth in New Hampshire. Um, yeah. So there is that question. I think, you know, as the year has gone on, he's actually got a lot better. Uh, his speeches have become a lot better honed um, when he did campaign in the final stages of the presidential election, He was a far more effective candidate than he was at the beginning. But, yeah, there are question marks. He's Mm. going to be the oldest president ever to take office. And there is this question whether his best years are behind him.
0: Yeah. uh, He was obviously told, um, can you see if you can manage to jog up to the microphone? And I saw him try that a couple of times and run out of path before he got there. He had to walk the last
1: bit. I <laughs> well, I saw that happen myself. I was, I was there the night he actually won, for sure. You know, the networks called it. They had that drive-in victory <laughs> rally in a car park in Wilmington, Delaware. And he did run to the, the the podium. And I wondered whether it was, A, to show that he was vital and strong and had the energy levels to be the president. But I also wondered if it was impatient, I mean, the guy's been running for the presidency for the past 40 years. (laughs) So You kind of understand his hate to try and get to the podium (laughs) and to try and make that victory speech.
0: The COVID vaccine, the big hope for 2021. Are you picking any normality next year, Nick? Oh,
1: well, let's hope so. I mean, we've seen over the past week or so it being rolled out in New York City, frontline medical workers here getting it. New York obviously was the epicentre of the coronavirus outbreak the place where more people died than any other city. And we've seen its rollout across the United States. Now, how quickly uh, that can take place, how quickly everybody can get access to the vaccine, how quickly we return to some kind of normalcy you know, we will see. But I think, you know, the long haul effects of coronavirus, especially on the economy, are going to be profound. I mean, one thing that has been a problem ever since the turn of the century, really, the advent of the online business, the advent of the internet is how that digital economy, a lot of people have struggled to find a way of earning a sufficiently good income within that digital economy. And I think what we've seen during 2020 is the digital economy on steroids. You know, the main beneficiaries have been companies like Amazon. Uh, They have been companies online who obviously operate in that virtual space that don't need face-to-face contact. And I think for many people who have felt like economic castaways in the new digital economy, you know, that's going to be a problem that extends beyond the coronavirus.
0: We look forward to uh, hearing from you in 2021. And thanks for everything this past year. Nick Bryant, our correspondent in the United States.
1: Tim, my pleasure. Happy Christmas to everybody and Happy New Year to everybody as well in New Zealand.